Welcome back to another episode of Scarlet Spotlight, and this week's guest is extremely special, Mr. Daniel Boom Heron. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, brother. How you doing? Uh, good, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, what an honor to be able to be back in an environment like this. I Absolutely. know I've been blessed enough to be on your show a few times and always have fun with you guys. But yeah. now you're in my neighborhood. Now you're I in my see, neck of the woods, man. I see, yeah, I so see. so uh, thanks I for coming on. It's an honor, for, actually. Oh, for sure, for sure. And we got a big week here at Michigan Week. And we are talking about everything concerning the rivalry, everything really, how you really elevated your career in games like this, not just yourself, but many Buckeyes. Oh. And also, I'm going to get credit with credit to do. A lot of guys on the other side of that rivalry as well who made names for themselves um, have an unbelievable performance in those type games. But we're going to dive right into it, man, because we can sit here and talk for hours about the great things you have done on and off the field mm -hmm. to this point. But I think the biggest thing that stands out for me, I can remember being a young Buckeye fan and supporter going through the recruiting process back in – you know, 2008, 2009, and 10 when you were in school. 2010, man, you rushed for over 1,100 yards, 16 touchdowns, and you guys were one victory away from being undefeated, man. Going into that season, what was your mindset, and how did you pull off a performance like that? Um, well, you know, we were we were pretty stacked that year, you know, at pretty much every, every position. And uh, we knew, well, we felt like we were the best team in college football. Yeah. And um, obviously, you know, only losing one game, it kind of kind of showed that we were definitely one of the top teams. You know, back then, we didn't have, like, the playoffs and all that stuff. So it was kind of like you go undefeated. The two undefeated. Yeah, the BCS yeah, era. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it wasn't like, a all right, y'all going to the playoffs and then whatever, whatever, whatever. It wasn't like that. So you really you, – you actually had to go – undefeated to to get to the to the to the big show so um obviously like you said we, we were one game away but uh you know it was a great season man we had a lot of fun um we had some great leadership in there uh, we had a lot of guys had the opportunity to play at the next level um so that just shows you know how good of a team we had and how how, how good of a coaching staff we had yeah yeah, now, looking back on that whole season, and then really, this episode is all about the rivalry. What do you remember about the 12th game of the season playing Michigan? Balling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty um, much. Yeah, I, I can't remember, was it, was it here or there that year? That was the 2012 one was here. It was 2000. I mean, 2010 one was. I think it was here. <laughs> it was there. It was there because twelve is my it freshman year. No, it was here because twelve is my freshman. You took the punt return to the house, right? He took a no, kick no, return no, to the no. house. I ain't never taken no punt return. Um, oh no, I'm thinking J Hall. I'm thinking of J Hall, but uh, no, it was be, twenty. It was ten. You might be talking about the. Uh, no, it was ten. It was ten. It was here because twelve. It was, was here. Yeah, because twelve was here. Yeah, okay. yeah twelve was here. So uh, I think that's the game I had that that ninety nine yard run. That's what it was. That's and what they, it was. Uh, they called holding on Dane <laughs> at the ten yard line. It's crazy because. Yeah. They counted as an 89 yard run, and <laughs> I tied Archie Griffin for the longest rushing uh, run in Ohio State history. With the that more run. you know, yeah. So the more you know, um, I was kind of upset that I because you could have broke the I could have broke the record, you yeah. Know, especially being a guy Archie Griffin, you know, two time Heisman winner, and you play the same positions like. Yeah, I got that. That's, yeah, exactly. Mean, I got I something over him. But, but you know, to tie it is, you know, still, that's still, still a blessing. Yeah, you know? that's a huge accomplishment real, real. because many people are not going to be able to say that they um, tied or even broke a record yeah. of 
I mean, one record I think is going to stand for the end of time. It was a two-time Heisman Trophy winner, right? Absolutely. And I'm extremely proud that he is a Buckeye. Oh, and I don't absolutely. think that's going to be broken. But if you can chip away at some of those records that he hold at a place like Ohio State or any great player around the country, yeah. I think that holds a place, a special place in anybody's heart. And just everything that consists of being in that game, too. Yeah. Like I said before, it means so many crazy Heisman moments happened in that game. So many moments where people can look back and say, oh, my career was really started from this Man, this game. On. You know, and I'm thinking about just guys that I played with. Tyvis Powell, his career started that game, yeah. right? He had an yeah. interception to seal the game, I think, in 2013 yeah. um, on two-point conversion. And then my first real playing experience was in that game. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, the list goes on for guys who really made themselves. I mean, Chris Olave of recent, who I can think of off the top of my head, yeah. who's known as the Michigan killer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, that, that's always crazy. You think about the tradition on both sides of the ball. Man, what do you think leading up to that week is your favorite part of the tradition? Because a lot of people don't know what we do and I was, getting ready for that. That's, that's, that's what I was about to kind of just go into is just like, the understanding of how big of a difference it is going from game eleven to game twelve. Oh. <laughs> and, and I don't care if we playing USC early in the year or whoever the, the biggest game it might be for for the season. At the end of the year, you know, like it's like a, it's it's honestly like a, a a totally different season. It it's is almost like it's it's a one it's a one game season it honestly because you go. You come into the Woody, obviously the next well, obviously you coming on Sunday. That's Sunday, yeah. It's a whole week, like you know, like you're gonna play with the band on Sunday. On Monday, you know, back then, uh, I think they had like like when Jack Tatum first so he used to come in, he come give his speech. Uh we ex you know, past coaches come in. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have some past players come in. But it was just like you knew during that week you're gonna see um, that team up stuff north. I mean, the team from up north stuff everywhere around yep. the locker room in the yep. weight room. From the from the scout team being you dressed got the scout up. Scout team at it. with the helmets, man. Like it's just totally different. And then obviously a lot of people don't know you've been talking about it all year though. Yeah, secretly, you know secretly, kind of behind the scenes. You know what I'm yeah. saying like um, you might have a moment where it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna look at some film at what they doing, you know what I'm saying? Or you just going to always have a moment, you know, yeah. even in during the off season, you're going to have a the Michigan, a Michigan period. period. Yep. Or, you know what I'm saying, when we was in school, you had a period <laughs> damn near every every week. You know, yeah. even though we was playing a, a certain team, Michigan was always in the back of our, our head. You know? Yeah, Cause for we, sure. Because you just knew, like, how important it is to win this game. And um, so this 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 week is just – it's everything. I mean, you got to, like, really, really, really lock in and just really, as a player from Ohio, I think uh, not not saying that the guys that's from out of state don't get it as, as much, but a guy who, uh, being from Ohio and raised around this game, and all you all you pretty much knew was growing up was, all right, I'm either going to Ohio State or I'm going to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And. I, th I think you could probably say the same thing. You y'all had, had a lot of guys. Y'all had a ton of guys went to Ohio State, but y'all yeah. even had a couple guys that went to Michigan. Yeah, I had one guy who I graduated with, came out with, went there. Then uh, Pierre Woods way before, yeah. it was a little bit before your time, who yeah. who went there from Glenville High School. So uh, you know that rivalry, and you speak about just what it means to the Ohio kids, where. You know, um, you know, some of these kids they they cut off their left arm to go oh, to one of these universities just to run down on kickoff. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I remember I was younger watching these rivalries, these battles between two great programs, two great teams, where 
if things didn't go our way as far as Ohio State. That's a long year, bro. Yeah, it's a long a year. Long and then year. just that and day, the, it's just, it's not a great following week in school. Oh, like, it's Brandon just. Rice, all yeah, you get all that stuff. You always get that one kid. In your, you know, in your school, that's up. a freaking Michigan, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or something like that, or in a neighborhood that's a Michigan. Yeah, Who's the, that? The yeah, rebel, yeah, the kid that's exactly, a rebel, exactly. And so it's like you got a headache. <laughs> kid, he talking, you know what, all year long, and then it's it's like, but honestly, um, one thing I can say, um, as bad as I don't want them to win, it's good to see them kind of having some success because it yeah. makes the rivalry. Like that much better, back, yeah, you know? exactly. Because exactly. we was we was pounding them, yeah. you know, pause, you know, for multiple years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm not gonna say it, it got boring, but it was like you know now it's kind of like some life back into it. Exactly. You know um, exactly. And us winning, that's like that's what's supposed to happen. But it's like it's almost like y'all just laying down now, like yeah. compete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we wanted, you know what I'm saying? We want some fight back. So now that we. You know what I'm saying? The last two years, you know? So now, yeah. now, now, it's like, all right. Yeah, it's definitely bringing back the excitement. And unfortunately, it, br- it comes back in the way of Ohio State being defeated. But Underdog, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, going into that, and we're going to keep diving back into the rivalry because this episode this week is all about getting ready for the game this weekend. Um, going into camp after your pretty much breakout season, I was, you know, someone argued probably – you probably should feel like you probably should have left after that season, right? Um, but coming back, yeah. knowing that he was going to be the guy, but you also had another guy in that room, Carlos Hyde, mm-hmm. who was up and coming. I was able to play with Carlos, mm-hmm. and um, you know he has nothing but great things to say about you and mm-hmm. and the things that you know iron sharpens iron at that point. But going into that following off season with two great running backs, right? How did you guys complement each other through camp and throughout the season? Well. Um Shout out to Carlos, man, because he was he was a dog. He pushed we we pushed each other, man, and um, we were definitely the leaders in the, in the room. And all we did who all was, was in that room with you guys? Ah, uh, man. So we had Carlos Hyde, myself, Jamal Berry, Jordan Hall, yeah, uh, Rod Smith. Yeah. Um, I think that might have been that. He might have had like another walk on or something like that but those are like the the guys you know what i'm saying so it was a fun group man um and we just competed the whole time you know obviously coming back me coming back that year um i think i was suspended the first six games so it was it was it was tough it was kind of tough for me you know obviously uh i'll be honest i did think about leaving after my junior year yeah. Uh, having, like you said, almost 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. Um, and I had a, probably a, a good opportunity of getting drafted, you know, top four rounds. But, you know, obviously everybody kind of knows what happened. So I, I come back to school and I missed the first six games, but I'm still continuing to be a great leader on the field and off the field. Because at the end of the day, I know a lot of these guys, you know, they're around the same age, but they're looking up to me because mm-hmm. I've 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 had the experience of being out there and you know playing at the highest level, where some of these guys haven't really played a lot yet. So, yep. you know, they they leaning on me, asking me questions like you know even when we watch a film, like what you seeing or like when this when when they running this coverage or you see this front, what you thinking? You know, so it's it's a lot of stuff that that went into it, but we always just you know just. Uh, 
picked on each other and, and, and seen different things. So I think that's a, that's the great thing about Ohio State is you always got guys, um, a lot of guys, and it's not really just one guy that's going to be good in the room. I mean, you look at your situation, how you guys handle, you know, yeah. two guys going down and you come up and then – you become the man, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's it's it's, it's always that's that's the beautiful thing about Ohio State, and I think that that was the beautiful beautiful thing about our room was it's like, you know, one guy can go down, two guys can go down, but it's always gonna be a guy that's gonna just be ready. A, I think it's just a next man up mentality. Next, next right, man you know up, I mean? but everybody embrace that. Up, they're gonna be ready. Exactly, you know what everybody what be ready to roll. And yeah. a lot of guys could be starting at other schools. Yeah, a lot of I think you know I've seen that in many different situations at places like Ohio State where. Um, that's the standard. I mean, everyone is ready. I know me personally going into those, being thrust in those situations, I wanted to make sure I was ready. You're right. There's two type of reps you can get, physical and mental. Oh, yeah. Clearly, if you're not the starter, you're not getting a lot of physical reps. Yeah. But I was taking those mental reps. I'm pretty sure you were in your, with dealing yeah, yeah. with your off-the-field um, um, punishment from some things. And that's why you hit the ground running when you got back into yeah. it. And I think it speaks more to your character than work ethic than anything because – a guy that could have left and went top four rounds, knowing walking into that season, knowing that you couldn't play the first six, how it's going to affect your draft status and things like that. But you stayed because you knew you had more to add to the team. If it's just leadership at that time, if it's yeah. just if it's just taking scout team reps at that time, yeah. if it's whatever it may be, then knowing that hey, once this is over and behind me, boom, I got to make the best of these next six to seven to uh, six to seven games yeah. at that point. And for a lot of people, don't know what some of the things that they were going through and why Boone was suspended. It's pretty much what's the norm <laughs> right. for today, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah. I always give credit to to guys and, and and your situation that had to go through certain things because at the end of the day, y'all started the conversation of hold on, let's look into this. What, did he? Did they really do something that bad? Yeah. That the universities, that the NCAA, that the overhead isn't already doing. Yeah. And as we looked at it, exploiting our name, image, and likeness, right? Mm -hmm. Why isn't a player able to capitalize our name, image, and likeness? And mm -hmm. clearly, you know, I'm glad that that is behind us now. But yeah. for the most part, you guys, the VRTP, and a couple other guys, you know, around the country, you know, pretty much started that conversation. And it yeah. sucks that things had to happen negatively to you guys and other guys around the country and coaches for that to be a real topic of discussion. Yeah. But we fast forward 10 years after all of that <laughs> and look where we at now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so. And, and, and I'm glad they got that, that right um, for, for the guys. But, you know, for us, we just knew our value. You know what I'm saying? We knew our value to the university. We knew our, our value to the football team. I mean, you're going to these stores, you're going to the bookstore, you're going to pick your books up. Your books up and you see your jerseys and stuff, yeah. You see your jerseys, you know what I'm saying? You're going to the stadium and you're seeing everything. And then, so it's just like, um, you know, we did a couple of things. Um, not really knowing, being young, yeah. making making some decisions that we didn't think were so so wrong, but, you know, it kind of kind of bit us uh bit us at the at the end of the road but you know at the same time i feel like when I, when I always talk about this situation it's like you know i feel like i was a part of the um what what has helped these guys to get to where they I are i totally now. agree i totally agree because you know, that started the conversation yeah. of you know hold on what did these guys do so bad yeah okay they yeah we knew that was a rule but it's 
hurting them. I mean, it's not like these guys are living lavishly. Right. Yeah, it's not like I think the misconsumption of a, of a student athlete, especially back at that time, don't get me wrong. It's unbelievable. It's great to have scholarship. It's great to have your school and pay for. But people think that we get everything. People think that, oh, because we don't have to pay for school, everything is taken care of. Well, yeah. you know, we talk about the like the, the stipends and stuff like that. You have guys that live in with three, four different other guys off campus in a two three bedroom freaking shack yeah. just to try to make money, just to try to just to try to have those stipends stretch a little bit longer, right? Yeah. So you have a lot of things that guys are missing out on. And then you tell them to get a job, well, they don't have real time to yeah. get a job there's because no, of their schooling and practice <laughs> and games and all that other stuff. So it's such a misconsumption still to this day yeah. of college athletes, division athletes are living like kings. Yeah, they get a lot of free clothes, but still I got to pay my rent. Yeah. Right? I still got to pay bills. I still got to be able to eat, right, and things and like most, that. Most, most of the guys, you know, you don't know what their family background is. You, you know, you know, you look at a lot of guys' situations, some of those guys coming from broken homes. Where, yeah. You know, they don't got two parents. Some of them got one parent. Some yeah. of them ain't got no parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're dealing with that, too, where it's like, okay, I'm trying to play ball. I'm trying to get an education. But I also got my people calling from back home. Got to provide, yeah. Your people thinking, okay, he got a scholarship now. Thinking the same thing, they think, yeah. They, they they're not, the same they're thing, not huh? understanding the pressures that we are under just with back home friends and families, on, right, man. and stuff like that. So the temptation, especially in those environments, I'm glad, like I said, name, image, and likeness is around now that allows the student athletes to capitalize on the brand that they created on and off the field because you got some guys and some girls that have great social followings and the brands they created that they're making money off um, outside of their sport, but. You get pulled in so many directions when they think you're on top because your family don't understand. They walk into the stadium, they see all the number one jerseys. They thinking oh, 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 that you making oh, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, and yeah. it's far from that. Far and from then that. speaking of that, man, I remember when I finally had an opportunity to be on the field. And after we won the Big Ten Championship, man, I would go to bars and all the time. I live right around the corner from it. And... You know, um, from for just anything. I mean, I was returning my books there after the Big Ten championship game, and out of nowhere, every rack is a twelve it's jersey. Happened, yep. <laughs> I'm hey, lying. You ain't seen it before, but hey, I go to this place almost. I go to this place at least once a week. Yeah. If I'm talking about just for snacks, while I'm on my way to class, or I'm walking past a day in a day in a window and everything, I'm just like, wow. Now I see what it feel like to be exploited. Mm. Literally, mm-hmm. I was like, this sucks because. Those things are going to sell out, and even if they did, someone think they are. Yeah. Someone is going to put some money and value to that because of what we just did and what I just did as a, as a player. Yeah. And I'm not going to benefit from that not one bit. And I and I kid you not, I just left from um, a um, dispensary, uh, not a dispensary, a brewery down <laughs> in um, a brewery, dispensary, a, <laughs> a brewery, a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they call it, a brewery. But I went, listen, I went for the Ray Ray's barbecue because it's a food truck that's parked out there all the time. Yeah, for sure. I went in there to go get something to drink, right? And I got like bottle of water, whatever. I don't drink. Yeah. But the um, owner was there and he said, you know what? Wow, we was, when you were killing, we made a beer after you called the Card Ale. Mm. And I'm like, I wanted to say, like, okay, I have my lawyers reach out to you. But <laughs> it was crazy because on the hype of that, Everybody was able to capitalize on you at the at the height of your career here, but you. Mm-hmm. And so, in a weird way, I kind of thank you guys for 
jumping on a grenade to get the conversation started. And now on the guys, even though I wasn't able to benefit from NIL, now on the guys that's but you after us now, exactly yeah. are able to do that. And then just really transitioning to, you know, your leadership, um, your character, and things that you was able to do through tough times. Who do you mm. credit for those characteristics? Um, Honestly, I would probably have to say – Obviously, leaning on my my parents, um, but more so probably my brother, because uh, I had an older brother that that played at Michigan State, and he had the op- opportunity to go to the NFL as well. Um, so just kind of just leaning on him, asking him questions, uh, what to do, what not to do, kind of like not knowing what you know, being in that situation, and just like like I don't, I don't feel like I did anything wrong, but I'm about to really get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I kind of definitely leaned on him for sure. And then obviously my teammates that was kind of going through it with me as well. And trust was always, you know, trust was trust. He's going to always keep it a buck with you uh, if you want to, if you liked it or not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's, he's always going to tell you the right thing to do. So definitely him as well. Yeah, that's what's up. And then you talk about your teammates and, you know, being able to lean on guys who are going through similar situations. I mean, me and you joke about it all the time, about where you're from, where I'm from, and how tough it is. Can you survive in my hood and all this other stuff? <laughs> but it's hilarious because I think that is a product of guys being able to lean on each other and understand each other because – Outside of what we going through here at Ohio State at the time, you know, maybe if we're not starting at the time mm-hmm. or, you know, we just hitting that, that slump where maybe we putting together not the greatest few games mm-hmm. or, you know, camp is at that point where it's like, I feel like it's too long. It's mm-hmm. never going to end. You know, a lot of guys are going through the same thing you're going through. And then what also helps, a lot of guys have seen and had to overcome a lot of similar things for you to get there. So I'm going to take – when you are at your highs and you going through and you already been through the points I'm at and I'm just struggling in camp or throughout a game or something like that, when you telling me, bro, this ain't this easy for us. Like mm-hmm. we already went through the tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm gonna take that more from a guy who I know who not just went through that, but you know, seeing the same things I seen growing up, you know, similar family situations yeah. because I'm looking at it now like, oh, if he can do it, I definitely can do it. Oh, for sure. Right. And then, oh, you know, being in those environments, you didn't have many people to try to pick you up. Right. And he's coming from that. And he's trying to get you through that, pick you up through there, help get you on the other side of this tough stretch right now. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely agree with you, man. I leaned on a lot of my teammates when yeah. um, times pretty much got tough because it's hard to kind of make those phone calls back home, Man, you know, because they don't get it. They don't get it. They're not, it. you know, they don't know what a 6 a.m. workout is, right? <sighs> they don't know what going straight from that to 8 a.m. class to classes to 2 until you get to practice now and then <laughs> meetings and then tutoring and then Man. hopefully get home to do some homework and eat and have some type of social life. Yeah. They don't. They don't comprehend that, so it's hard to – Hey, man, how was your day today? Oh, it was long. Well, your long day might have been a 9 to 5. My long day didn't end. Well, my long day started at 5 a.m. and didn't end to about 11.30. Man, I, 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 sometimes nowadays uh, I think about some of our workouts that we used to have, even if it was running running the hill, uh, <laughs> running in the sand pit, uh, running 112s. I used to be thinking like, Bro, how did we do some of that stuff? I look at it now like you must be crazy. I'm like, yeah, they brainwashed us. That's how I look at it. Like oh, they brainwashed oh, us. They brainwashed and us. we was definitely in, had to be in the best shape of our lives that we've bro. ever been in. You know what I'm saying? Like nah. <laughs> I think about like, bro, 
we was really competing. Defense on one side, offense on the other side. Finishing up to the to the student section. Yeah. Whatever side got up there first won. <laughs> Hold on. One side <laughs> of the stadium, and the offense on the other side of the stadium. Competing that way. Oh and then whoever God. lost, they had to run gassers. Yeah. I'm like, bruh. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, like you said, but I but think it built, you, but bro, when I say it was hard, but it built so much character. Oh, for sure. It's sure. And and you know, that's why we were able to go out there and win those big games and you know, beat all those great teams because we competed uh at such a high level and we worked so hard, for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, and clearly we didn't play together, play together in, in college, but, um, you know, Urban comes from that trestle tree in a way, right? Yeah, and, and that Ohio you know, he came, he came in there crazy. I'm going to share that one day, um, sometime soon, hopefully, but he yeah. came in there like bat out of hell. But yeah, you look back on some of those things that um, you guys were able to do as a, as a team and a team building things because you know, you, you get to a point of that off-season training or just training period where they made it so hard to make, but they made, was making sure that when we, we got into, yeah, when we got into games in late in the fourth quarter, I know who I can count on. I don't want to yep. get into the shit and then try to find this. out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly. So I don't want to get into the shit and then try to find out who I can count on. No, mm -hmm. I want to go into this and knowing these are my 30 guys on offense who For I sure. know that's going to – run through a brick wall because yeah. they physically and mentally already done it time and time again. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I definitely remember those days and, and I definitely looking back on them was like, man, you must be crazy mm -hmm. to go through something like that voluntarily. So yeah. you then you start asking yourself, man, was a free education worth it? <laughs> anybody, anybody that has went through a college or NFL tour days, I respect you because that's it's different. It's different. It's different. It's, and there's no way, man, listen, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm just like, oh, it's different. You went, know, through, like you went through hard stuff. Oh, okay, though, well, it's different. But even now, they don't, they, they don't, it's different now. Back in the day, bro, the real two-a-days? Listen, I tell when guys. When it was actually two-a-days? And you was not Listen, <laughs> I was the last, like, I get so pissed about so many transitional things now in the NCAA because I was yeah. the last pretty much batch of athletes that they was experimenting on, mm -hmm. right? With the crazy <laughs> workouts, no NIL. Uh, uh, you can you just was able to get, like, hot food for training table, mm -hmm. like, stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. So I tell some of these stories to, like, guys that's on the team now and, and what I'm doing now with those guys and being close with the program is, like, they look at me like I'm telling them a horror story. Hey. Like, hey, what you don't have the, you can do that oh wait what hey. and, just, and like, that's only I, if you knew people people always ask me like you know if y'all play uh one of the team nah. I wouldn't be close oh me personally I feel like we would we would punish one of these that's these what I, I say it all the time and I said and, and, I, do I think they're more talented I do think yeah, that but yeah. I said physically, physically we mentally? would dominate them <laughs> I said the same thing. I might, and this is no knock on them because no, clearly not. all yeah. these guys are amazing. Yeah. They're yeah. big. They're strong. They're yeah. fast. I yeah. said, but when we, we went through different physically and mentally things yeah. than them that would prepare us to kill them. Man, what? So I said, like you talk about all the great quarterbacks that play there afterwards. You talk about all the great receivers and all. I said, well, that's good, but they wouldn't be able to get the ball off. Mm -hmm. You know, they would be bent <laughs> up. You know, 
you know, bring the carts, right. you know, so <laughs> smell, help wake these kids up. So, and I'm just like, I'm not talking about me as a right. 31 year old man hitting yeah. the 18. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm talking about, yeah. if the, I'm like, it's just different times. Yeah. And I said the same thing about you guys. I'm like, man, you guys went through different things. We were similar because I had some of those guys on my team that you guys was built through. Um, but still though, you look at how the old school football was, right? With, I'm talking about those guys who was getting down on the yeah, sidelines, yeah. poking the cigarette, uh-huh. and then yeah. go to slam a court. Yeah. And I don't want to play against them. Right. <laughs> so, you got to be different. Yeah, you got to be different. You got to be different, man. You got to be different. But no, seriously, man, this has been a great overall show, man. A few more things, um, and I'm going to let you get out of here, man. Okay. Nickname, where did it come from? Little League Football. Um, I was just... Uh, <laughs> The name speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Land the boom. Okay. I get it. That's that's easy enough. No, no, that's yeah, easy enough. Yeah, and then yeah. just. I was, uh, I was just one of those kids, bro. I, I kind of grew up uh, just always raw, like raw, raw. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah. like, I, like, the hole. You got a wide open hole. No, nah, I'm about to run through him. <laughs> I'm, I'm running him straight over. Then I'm going to go get the touchdown. <laughs> so, land a freaking boom. I mean, yeah. I could have guessed that off the top of my head, but easy, man. And wrapping it up with here, man. I mean, you had a great um, high school, college, professional career. How was the transition to life after football and, and plug some things that you're doing now? Um, Honestly, you know, I would say it was it was smoother than most people's. I say the same thing. You know, uh, a good thing is about playing football at Ohio State. It's great to play football, but I think the most important thing is to understand the business side of going to Ohio State. You're gonna meet a lot of great people that are, that aren't just athletes. Mm-hmm. You're gonna meet guys who are gonna be you know doctors, lawyers. They're going to own big businesses. So while you're, while, while you're at Ohio State, you have to connect with, you know, other people. Because yeah. uh, down the road, you know, you're going you're gonna to meet some people. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember I had a class with you. Oh, you got this business now. Oh, it's working. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Can we, can we connect? You know what I'm saying? So I think it's very important for That's why I love how Ohio State does the – Real Life Wednesdays. Real Life Wednesdays yep. because I could be honest, um, me growing up, you know – I never filled out a uh, job application ever in my life. Yep. You know, because I, I've been, like you said, I've been playing ball all my life, and I just, that was my focus. You yep. know what I'm saying? And now that those guys have the opportunity to do different things and, you know, meet with um, different uh, store owners and different GMs and things like that, I think that's that that's cool. But my transition overall, um, it was pretty smooth because I had a good circle. I had a good circle around me. Um, like I said, I had a brother that played before me, so he kind of helped me with the transition. I kind of knew, you kind of know when it's like, all right, it's coming to the end. Mm-hmm. Like, you might want to start, you know, um, doing 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 things different, you know, saving your money, um, connecting with different people. So when, when you get done, the transition is not so hard because that's what the problem be. A lot of guys, you know, you make a lot of great money. Yeah, they put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah, but right. then at the same time, like I was saying, you know, you get some guys who their families, I mean, they come from nothing. You know, you make it, you know, then you 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 buy a house for your mom. You buy a house for your... When you make it is we made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, family, like made we made it. it. So yeah. a guy that don't know better, which is, it's a, you don't see as many guys doing it now because, you know, 
they've made a, a a major point of helping God helping guys more now. Mm-hmm. But like you know, before it was like. You know, you on your own. We're gonna give you this fifty million dollars, and you figure it out. And figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. You Just know? be at and practice. A lot of guys, tomorrow. they've they've never even had a bank account. A lot of guys never done taxes before. A lot of guys, all the details of little things that that you don't know is okay. You in a different tax bracket now. Yeah. You not you not in the same tax bracket as your mom is. You know. So, um, but overall, for me, the transition was. Um, Pretty, pretty. I mean, I I have my struggles, but at the same time, overall, I would say it was it was a lot better than probably most most yeah, people. Yeah, I agree with it. I think the biggest piece of advice I can give athletes to the, in this day now, I don't care what stage of career you in, high school, college, professional, twenty year vet, find something you love to do outside of the sport, so uh-huh. it can make it easier <clears throat> and make that transition easier. Yeah. Like you said, start having a tight circle. I think that also helps in that transition and start that transition sooner rather than later because you don't want to wait and be done with your sport and say you know what let me figure it out now so appreciate it man thanks for sharing that insight man always a pleasure to have you man i cannot wait to uh do this again and we're gonna do it again yeah for sure with that man that's a wrap (laughs) 